Hour number two of Overtime, Fan Run Radio. Jake Miller, Davis Ringy, producer Matthew, intern Bryson. I'm getting old shamed right now because <laughs> I remember when SpongeBob SquarePants first aired on television in 1999. Uh, <laughs> Why don't we go ahead and just uh, name off everything that we just mentioned? Uh, let's see first. I'm not that old, but. The first one was, did you witness MLK's I Had a Dream speech? Uh, I said, did you see JFK's assassination? <laughs> and I uh, said, did you see the moon landing? I said, did you see Washington cross the river? Davis also said, did you see Jesus come out of the tomb? Yep. Did you see Paul Revere, too? <laughs> the bridge are coming. <laughs> uh, I said, did you see D-Day? Uh, and you know, I've got a birthday coming up this month, so I'm going to be one year older. Oof. Ooh, wow, that's tough. Did you, uh, I, I could keep going. That wouldn't be wise. Yeah. Hey, I'll stop. <laughs> on, I'll stop. On WWE <laughs> battle in here. I watched the WWF. I did. I'm surprised you didn't say, did you watch the WWWF? No, I knew about that. I was like, that was Hulk Hogan, though, but. No, that was before Hulk Hogan. That was Bruno San Martino. Yes. Probably, yeah. The what? The WWWF. So this is like the ABA of the NBA. Uh, yeah, basically, yeah. Uh, it was uh, the Memphis Tams, <laughs> uh, Memphis Showboats, man. That was like, uh, yeah, that was that was Bruno San Martino back then. Um, only the Pat Patterson. Yeah, Pat Patterson. Yeah, the Four Horsemen. Briscoe. Yep. And I don't know why I'm getting age shamed all of a sudden. <laughs> I don't know, man. I've just been seeing SpongeBob for so long. The thought of even seeing the premiere episode just blows my mind. Man. Ah, I know you saw. Today's the big day, Gary. I know you Meow. saw the episode of uh, when they were delivering the pizza. I did. Yep, it's a great episode. Goat episode. That is a great episode. That's a good one. And then just look up Squidward funny moments on uh, on YouTube. <laughs> it's it's a laugh. <laughs> that Squidward is you now as you grow older. You kind of you're Squidward. Yeah, you are Squidward. And then SpongeBob just annoys you. So if we're SpongeBob characters in this room, what are we? Who am I? Uh, hmm. Uh, I don't man. even know. Man. I don't know, man. Uh, Plankton. <laughs> I don't know. I'm not the shortest in the room. That would be you, That'd then. Be me. Yeah, I guess I'm Plankton. Um, trying to take over the world, ain't it? <laughs> Yep, crappy sandwiches and taking over the world. Sick discussion this is. No, this is driving everybody away. We're talking about one of the goat cartoons when it is Goat Day 2-3-23. Michael Jordan Day. Yep. find that very ironic. You think ESPN just, it's just a coincidence that LeBron's only 63 points away from passing cream for all-time scoring, and this just happens to pop up today. You also got to understand, too, that LeBron James has four more years of a head start, and then Michael Jordan took a year and a half off and then took another few years off. They also had an NBA lockout during that time, and the only reason he came back to the Washington Wizards was because of 9-11 and wanted to donate all of his salary to the 9-11 victims' families. Yeah. Now, transcended we, the game. We can go with that narrative. He yeah, transcended I, the game. He changed the way that basketball players wear their uniforms because everyone was wearing the tight. <laughs> Short shorts, the longest time. I still would, I still like that. 
Am I going to get to a future point, or are we going to keep spilling out fake narratives? I'm not spilling out fake narratives. He transcended the game. Anyways. so That was an icon. Jordan, no one had ever heard a word from him since he retired. But the second LeBron wins that ring in 2016 after coming back from 3-1 down, Jordan contacts ESPN and says, go ahead, you can come interview me. We can do the 10-part documentary. The day that LeBron was going through Cleveland doing his parade, this was that director's exact words, said, I was flying on a plane going to Charlotte to meet Michael Jordan, and LeBron was having a parade in Cleveland. You can admit all you want, um, but the fact that you think Jordan just – LeBron is definitely in his head, man. He's worried about his ego and how he's viewed now and is worried that LeBron's going to overtake him. That's why you have him doing a documentary day or whatever, 2-3-23 day that no one gives a crap about, that Kyrie ruined. It happens every year, man. This happens every year. Has it – Two three twenty three. That does not happen every year. The date. There's never uh, been well, Michael Jordan Day before. Well, it happens. Chump. I mean, I mean, it's never happened before. Of I course, mean, LeBron's about to pass it any hey, second. His birthday's now. in like a week and a half. Who cares? Who cares? Yeah, you, you, you care. It's Michael Jordan Day. I don't care. Of course, it just coincidentally happens now. What, what are you saying? Coincidence? It's LeBron's what twentieth year, and it happens in the year of twenty twenty three. If you think ESPN was creative enough to think about that, then I have no, I have, I don't know what to tell you, man. I don't think they're creative enough, but I can assume that they're trade smart deadlines enough. a week from today or six days from now. Excuse me, hottest time of the year for the NBA. You want to dedicate an entire day for Michael Jordan? Out of all people, he's been in the shadows since two thousand three. He's been in his house like Cares? Batman, just in a bat cave Cares? and locked away. Cares? I mean, Cares? this is insane. He's what, the greatest so, player of all time. So what? what? Are they going to have like a LeBron James day? No, because LeBron doesn't need it because he's not going to be locked away like a weirdo in his house and not say a word to anybody. What's and that only do? comes out when he feels threatened by his legacy. What's he going to do? Claim that he got, uh, claim that his house got vandalized again? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, all, all I'm, all I'm going to say is that Michael Jordan and his son are, gr- are two fantastic players. His son? Jimmy Butler. Oh yeah, Jimmy. Say, his son's not famous. Who's the other player. one? That's Jimmy Butler's not, not claimed. Well, uh, let, let's be real here, man. That's one of the greatest NBA conspiracies, and I've. And it's if they had a DNA co- test, I would not be shocked at all. Very coincidental that it all happened around is it, that time. Is it Jimmy or Ant? Oh yeah, Ant. Oh, that's Ant's one. the <laughs> other one. You put a side by side with Ant, they look exactly alike. Well, hey. It really like it didn't hit me until you look at Jimmy Butler towards the beginning of his career in Chicago when he had the buzz cut, and then you put the side-by-side picture of Michael with the buzz cut, they look almost identical. I'm going to find that picture again. Hey, but uh, conspiracies are just conspiracies. (laughs) They are false. Buddy. Tell me that's not his son, man. They are are false until uh, proven true. The nose is the exact same, the eyes, the ear. Jordan had better teeth. Jerry Springer, ain't it? Don't care. And maybe Maury. maybe, maybe <laughs> <laughs> Hey man, my, maybe Michael Jordan won't get this family member killed because of his gambling problem. Oh, nice. Uh, nice conspiracy. So not true. It does amaze me that Jimmy Butler and Anthony Edwards look more like Michael Jordan than Michael Jordan's two sons that played at Illinois and are not good at basketball. They're and, not, they and, are awful. And uh, Michael Jordan's son is now with uh, Scottie Pippen's ex-wife, Larsa Pippen. Yep. Yeah, that's, it's got to be awkward, man. <laughs> that's why Scotty hates Michael. I mean, like, who was it? Didn't somebody? I don't even know. She's been she dated Future, Future. the rapper. Yep. 
um, Malik Beasley. Yep. Like she's dated multiple people, probably more than we can even we don't even know about. Yeah, but a lot, of, a lot of NDAs. Yeah, she's going with a bunch of guys that uh, are half her age, and you know now Michael Jordan's son is a uh, dating her. So where she goes, bud. Uh, weird. Ta- Let's talk some turning left. Tommy is next. What do you say, Tommy? Well, what in the hell am I listening to? <laughs> well, Tommy, we uh, we started off talking about SpongeBob being the greatest of all time cartoon, and then we pivoted to wow. Michael Jordan Day, two three twenty three Goat Day, because he's the greatest basketball player of all time, and then somehow we ended up on conspiracy theories. Yeah, I've been listening. Trust me, I've been listening. Uh, <laughs> going back to your point, I quit watching wrestling. You know, by the time I hit puberty, and I didn't want to see a bunch of grazed-up, muscled-up man wrestling on an oversized mattress. Um, and then, let's see, SpongeBob. Hey, I like SpongeBob. I, I've got four daughters. I think I've seen every, every episode they've got. And then when you go to Michael Jordan, Davis, your comment, it, it, it kind of got me riled up there a little bit that he's been hiding in the closet since 2003. Uh, he's running a... A good uh, NASCAR Cup Series team. In terms of basketball, I know about the NASCAR team. But, yes, basketball-wise, he hasn't said anything. Yeah, that's true. But you can tell that uh, we're all kind of bummed out over the the shellacking we got down there at Florida because uh, we're talking SpongeBob wrestling and uh, Michael Jordan versus LeBron James. But guess what's this Sunday, Tommy? Oh, I can't wait. The Clash. Yep. What's what's Sunday? NASCAR's back. Talladega? Shortest off. No. No. Bristol? Shortest off season of any sports. Nashville? They're racing at the L.A. Coliseum. Ah, Sunday, right? I've been there. 37 and a half mile race. Um, Short track, right? Oh, yeah. They pretty much just tear up USC's football field and... Is that like the most... I mean, I would consider probably a lot of wrecks since it's such a small track. Uh, very reminiscent of like the small town tracks. Like you see, they're only a quarter of a mile. Yeah, I mean they're only hitting about seventy, eighty mile an hour, and then you're back on the brake, turning left, and you're back in the throttle again. So, and they run it like heat races, so you ain't got you know forty cars out on that little old field at one time. What has more crashes, NASCAR or rally racing? Ooh, them mm. rally racers—they're a whole another breed. F one, yeah, completely different car. Them boys got gajonas on them. Yeah, there's F like F one two. Those guys have. Mm. They're all crazy. I mean, anybody who says that NASCAR drivers are not athletes are just completely crazy. But once you step into the F one and the rally car guys, them guys are on a whole nother level. Those guys are just nuts. Now, I mean, yeah. going back to your point they about got a, NASCAR drivers, you know, people say they're not athletes. I mean, how many pounds do they lose per race in just water weight? Because they're in the car, and it's well, about 150 degrees in the car. Well, I remember, uh, I think it was not last year, year before, they had Ryan Newman's deal. He lost 12 pounds in the Coke 600. 600-mile race. One, he lost he lost 12 pounds. Yeah, lost and, 12 and pounds in one out race. Of a, out of a 40-car field, that was probably – 33 of them that was getting IVs as soon as they got out of the car because they couldn't even stand. You seen Clint Boyer, Alex Bowman, 
all the guys. As soon as they crawled out of the car with assistance from their pit crew, they just collapsed next to the car, and they had medical staff right there pumping IVs into them right there. They were so dehydrated. How long? How long is that race? Six hundred miles. I mean, how long does it take? Oh, this one takes. Phew. Tommy, what that one take? Hours. I was going to say it's that one took about five to, hours. Yeah, it's four to five hours, and you're you're fighting a car. Everybody thinks that you're in a a modern car like we drive every day with power steering, and we're just cruising along. These guys are fighting it. It's got power steering, but you're running two hundred miles an hour on bald tires, you know, essentially. Oh. On a surface that's it's not just smooth. It, them tracks are rough. It's like riding down old back county road in East or West Tennessee, and you're doing it, you know, just just inches away from another car for five hours. That thing is like you never know when somebody's breaking or they're not breaking in situations like this, Tommy. I mean, that's probably why we have the big ones at the super speedways. As people see tail lights on the car, but what people don't realize, they're just painted on there. Those are not real tail lights. You never know when someone's braking or not. Right. But you're not braking at super yeah, speedways anyway. Well, I just wanted to hop on here real quick. I got my daughter coming out here to talk to me real quick before she goes spending the night with the nanny. So uh, I just want to try to get us back on the rails a little bit. And uh, I'm going to get old Justin Hanna on here in a minute. Oh, boy. Y'all have a good evening. I'll see y'all Monday. Appreciate the phone call, Tommy. Jake, any guesses who the gambling favorites are for this race? Uh, Kyle Larson. He's third. Kyle Busch. No. Jeff Gordon. I, w- I wouldn't have guessed. <laughs> Number one and two, both plus eight. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Jimmy Johnson. <laughs> oh my gosh. Dale Earnhardt. Um, Junior. Bubba Watson, the his name is. <laughs> the <laughs> golfer. <laughs> oh, my God. Bubba Wallace, cousin of Trey that used to work here. Oh, okay. Well, Bubba Wallace, my apologies. He drives for Michael Jordan on Goat. You did him a disservice on Goat Day. Bubba Watson. (laughs) Yes, the 2013 Masters champion is going to get in a race car, Matthew. Yeah, man, you probably get great odds for him. (laughs) Never raced before. I'd take those odds. Speaking of NASCAR, there was a race last year. It was at Talladega. And you can't even do this on FanDuel anymore because of this. It was like, pick who's going to finish top ten, and you could parlay it like up to, I think it was four legs. And this dude just took like four nobodies. The thing is, they had the big one, and only ten cars remained, and every single one of those people made it through. On a $10 bet, that guy made $980,000. Well, yeah, I, don't um, I don't I mean, hey, yeah. that's just how the cookie cookie crumbles, I guess. Take a bunch of nobodies and you get $980,000. It's the uh, largest, I don't know, that y'all know of, the largest payout FanDuel's ever had to give out. What, did matches Matt go through FanDuel? Probably not. Uh, they have a limit as to how much you can actually bet like you can't win any more than like a million dollars i mean i've seen i mean i've seen bets where people win over a million dollars uh there's a couple other services that we can't mention on air they do it but um i mean technically you could do what that guy did like what was that chargers and Jaguars game where he bet like what hundred thousand dollars or something but did it multiple times yep yeah just do that do the easy bets that seem easy Mm -hmm. mm-hmm 
Let's get TJ in here next. What do you say, Tej? What's up, fellas? Not a lot, man. It's Friday. Living the dream, brother. Heard that. Hey, look, y'all was talking about LeBron earlier, and I just—I'll be real quick. Uh, I got the kids in the background. If if LeBron James's son comes to Kentucky, and you hear you heard it here first, if he signs with Kentucky, I won't watch a single Kentucky basketball game <laughs> with him on the team. <laughs> I won't. I. I I won't watch a brawny Kentucky. I won't own a Kentucky jersey for him. I won't go to a game. I won't watch a game. I won't listen to a pregame or a postgame show. I will not watch a game with a bum son on it, even if it's at Kentucky. He's going to be like Patchy the Pirate <laughs> when he sees the lost episode and it's just a bunch of crazy walks and he's taking down all of his SpongeBob stuff. That's going to be TJ with all of his Kentucky stuff. He's going to be tearing it all down because Bronny James. <laughs> oh, my goodness. That's great. That's Honestly, I don't think – I mean, let's be real. I know Calipari loves the spotlight. He's been in the NBA. He gets all the NBA connections. If if LeBron's son were to go to a team with with Calipari or I don't know or uh, uh, if Coach K was still coaching or if Coach Williams was still coaching, I don't see that they would want the headache of of LeBron. Well, I mean that's the thing is you're going to have him down your throat. You're going to have him in your ear all the time. He's not even going to be worried about what's going on with his career in the NBA. He's going to be in your ear. It's like, why is Bronny not playing? Mm-hmm. Why aren't you getting him the ball more? Why are you not getting him more minutes? Okay, why haven't you coached him well enough to do what he's supposed to do? Well, I don't know, LeBron. You're his father. You're the self-proclaimed goat. Why don't you help since you're so bleeping great? I think I'll end up going to Memphis with Penny. It's going to be him, Mikey Williams, oh, Bronny, Mikey uh, It's going to be like a, the a biggest headache. drama of that all time. That is a headache, and that is a reality show waiting to happen. That, that team would literally – like the team that he had a few years ago when yep. that kid yep. got kicked off the team and went to jail or some crap like that and all that other crap. But anyway, I won't watch a game with Bronny on it. Y'all have a good one. And TJ has made his presence felt. Going to the next segment, uh, who would be Wosa's who would you rather have, LeVar Ball or LeBron James? LeVar. Oh, LeVar, LeVar. Ball. <laughs> At least we get the big baller brand. Yeah. When is LeBron going to be able to go to his games? He's playing at the same time. Maintenance days, man. It'll be a part of the script. He'll have an injury. Just don't see him flying to Lexington, Kentucky on an off day. Or, I mean, if we, he plays the Grizzlies, he ends up going to Memphis. I mean, that's probably the only time he'll ever go. Could you imagine LeBron James walking into Thompson Bowling Arena? It'd be like a mob. Someone said this year that he was at the Akron game. That was just false. You remember he that? Was, I, yeah, I remember there. that. Yeah. People were trying to say on Twitter that he was at the Akron game. He doesn't cheer for the Akron Zip. He doesn't he cheers claim for Akron. Ohio yeah, State. Yeah, that's man. where I think Bronny's going, Ohio State. Yeah, that's why I think he would go. Uh, I don't know. He's not coming here, for that's for sure. Thank God. Woo. Uh, buddy, you talk about if he would have wasted J.P. Estrella's talents. If Bronny James – if Bronny James were to commit to Tennessee, enroll, sign his national letter of intent, we would find something else to talk about. Can you imagine what? Can you imagine if Rick Bowens just tanked his stock draft like a second round pick, <laughs> or Man. sat him like he does BJ? 
I mean, regardless of what Bronny does in college. LeBron would get him fired <laughs> if yeah. that happened. Yeah, right. Like, literally, well, Bronny James Bronny James could be, like, one of the worst college basketball players of all drafted. time, but he's getting drafted because LeBron's going to play with him for a year. So some franchises will take that risk and uh, have LeBron on their team just for one year. Yep. What if it's Memphis? The Grizzlies? Yeah. I'll take them on a vet minimum. That's yep. about it. You ain't getting a max contract for nope. one year, Trump. Nope. I'll take them on a, I don't know, off of him. I don't know. Maybe he'll punch Dylan Brooks in the jaw, and that'll be the end of it. Well, Dylan Brooks won't be on this team anymore, so. <laughs> Air Canada, now. Hopefully. Yep. Uh, Shanghai Sharks, now. <laughs> what? What? <laughs> Send me to break. <laughs> now. So you're watching the game, and you... Back here on Overtime, Fan Run Radio, as we approach the NBA trade deadline. Kyrie, of course, has requested a trade. I mean, they should have just done this in the summer. They don't want him up there anyway. Yeah, no, that's the thing. I mean, he he, it, he held out, right? It's the 90-day rule with Kyrie, man. Every three months, something happens. So there's some, some new drama with him. Yep. She can never, I mean, this year, the whole uh, situation with the book and the anti-semitic thing yep. and, and now you get his shoes that was yeah that was back in november because yep. i remember they dropped his shoe the night before we played georgia down in athens so mm-hmm. that was november now it's january it's been three months about and now he's requesting a trade out of nowhere thin yep. air yep. it's february hmm. same thing well and then last year you had the whole covid thing where you didn't get the vaccine which was his choice yes as it should be. But, I mean, his argument was valid. You could have a visiting – I mean, they just showed it, but you could have a visiting team from Portland yeah, or I mean, wherever. That was the problem that I had with it is you could have – what was the rule? It was like the opposing team does not matter if they're vaccinated or not, yes, but they have to yes. go through the health and safety protocols. Yes. But since he was in New York and was on the team, he could not play home games, but he could play the away yes, games. It was New yes. York New York and L.A. So the, the Knicks, the Nets, the Lakers, and the Clippers all had to be vaccinated for their home games, but yep. they could play on away games. That's so stupid. So Kyrie would go to, like, Chicago or something, for instance, play Saturday night, and then they come back to Brooklyn Sunday night, and he would have to stay home. Yeah, he had to sit out, yeah. But, that is so stupid. I don't get how that makes any sense yeah. at all. But meanwhile, the, the New York Knicks – who are 10 miles away from the stadium, can come to Brooklyn and play, all of them, because it's an away game. Right. But Kyrie cannot go 10 miles the other way. Yep. I mean, it, it doesn't make sense, man. That never did. None of the rules made sense. Still don't. Well, I just hope everybody that you know was a sheep about that, like there are a lot of other things, I hope they see how foolish they look now. I mean, bad thing is they probably don't. You still got people wearing double masks everywhere when the paper mask doesn't do a damn thing for you. Or the people that wear a mask inside their car, driving. With gloves. By themselves. Picking their nose with that glove. Yep. COVID's going to come through your car, air conditioner. Or wearing a mask, walking outside on campus. Yep. I've seen one guy with a mask this entire semester. Yep. Sticks out like a sore thumb. Yep. Way she goes, bud. Anyways. Trade deadline. Let's talk about it. Where's Kyrie going? Probably. If he does get traded. I mean, Lakers. Lakers probably. So I was thinking maybe Mavs. No. I just don't see if they, I, I, like. They don't have enough to offer. They don't have a good, any more, like, 
they don't have as good or better assets than the Lakers do. Yeah. They're I talking mean, about the Miami Heat. I mean, you're a big Heat guy. Um, I'm a big Heat guy. So, I mean, you'd have to get rid of Kyle Lowry because they hate Kyle Lowry now. Good! Would, get rid of him! They probably, I mean, would they give up Hero? I mean, they just said, they just tweeted 12 minutes ago, it's believed that Brooklyn would covet Spencer Dinwiddie and Dorian Finney-Smith in a prospective trade with the Mavs for Kyrie Irving. Ah, Spencer Dinwiddie going back home to Brooklyn. I would rather take Westbrook and yeah, Lonnie Walker, Walker over that. Yeah. yeah. I mean, what was the Lakers trade? Westbrook, Lonnie Walker, and somebody else? Like Max Christie or somebody? Like a, a first-round pick. Yeah, for Joe Harris. They're going to make Kyrie. KD and Russell Westbrook play again? I would love to see it, but I don't think KD's sticking around. What would you give up? Out. What would you give up to get KD? For the Grizzlies? Yeah. Jaron Jackson. Dylan. He's like the Rick Barnes of the NBA. I, I mean, there's a way you can get him without giving up Jaron, but I would give up Jaron. But you can go Dylan, Tyus, Danny Green, and five first-round picks. So you're basically mortgaging your whole future on Kevin Durant. Yep. Who's not going to be in the league for that much longer, let's call. I don't, that like I don't, I don't care, man. Do I, it. I, I don't care, man. I, I would give it KD. If it, if it was easy this way, they give up Jaron and Dylan and, like uh, – Jaron, Dylan, Danny, and, like, two first-round first round picks. I would do it. I gotta get Kevin Durant. It's Kevin Durant, man. You gotta get Kevin Durant. But he is the Rick Barnes of the NBA. The only championship that he has is from a stacked Warriors team. He has two. He has two. Well, he's got two. Yeah. Whatever. He would have had three if he didn't get injured. Yeah. Well, here's the thing: is he couldn't get it done in OKC when he was the guy. He was also he was like he was also young. He was young, but he could have got it done. Yeah. No, he was not being that Heat team. Sorry. He could have got it done. Uh, no. No. He, I mean, the one time he should have been in the finals in 2016, so the Warriors, he also blew a 3-1 lead. Yep. People forget about that. But uh, I mean, there's that. You know, he goes over to Golden State, but he was never the guy in Golden State. I mean, Westbrook, yes, yes, he was. Yes, no. yeah, he was. He won that, both finals. That is Steph's, no. that is Steph's no. team. He won both finals MVPs, man. No, that was KD's team. Katie Kate, was the best player on that team. Yeah, when Katie stepped foot on, uh, on the Golden State Warriors arena, or uh, facilities, yeah, he was the guy. Steph, Steph even admitted he's like, we need our best player back. Like, yeah. yeah, there's no yeah. like Katie was the guy. But was, was to your point about OKC, his big complaint and it was valid. I mean, Russell Westbrook really shot him out of the playoffs every year. Yep. But I mean, at that point, Katie, they're gonna take Katie over Russell Westbrook. You could have just asked, hey man, I need Westbrook out of here. Like, give me some in return. Go get James Harden again. Go do yeah, something. Yeah, let James Harden go. Get Chris Paul. I mean, go, yeah. you could have done, done so many things. Westbrook's value was literally all-time high. Yeah. I mean, you look at guys that have been through OKC, and, I mean, yeah, I guess you could say that OKC couldn't do anything with them. James Harden, Russell Westbrook, Kevin Durant, Chris Paul, Paul Victor Oladipo, Paul George, Chris Paul, Carmelo Anthony. Yeah. Gilgis Alexander's going to go to waste, too. I don't know, man. I don't know, They're man. decent that, yeah, now. That team, that They're around team, 500 without Chet. Yeah, that team next year or two years from now could be a very good team, just like the Sacramento Kings. They're already good. Yep. Yeah. They, would, they, they were would, dormant. They were dormant, yeah, but now they have their, I would not call it a big three, but they have a team. Who are the Kings? Yeah. Good old Trey Lyles. Yep, Trey Lyles, DeMontis Sabonis, Buddy Heald, Kevin, Kevin Herter, Herter, De'Aaron Fox. Monk. Yeah, Malik Monk. So let me ask you this. When do the Spurs and the Rockets finally get it together? Never. <laughs> <laughs> I have more faith in the Spurs, Spurs yep, to get it done because they're a competent organization. Yeah. I mean, the Rockets literally play ball like AU. There's I, nothing. I mean, the last time the Rockets were good were with James Harden, Chris Paul, and 
I was three years ago. I was going to go back even further than that. Tracy McGrady and Yao Ming. I mean, you want to go further than that. The last time they won the championship was 94-95. And then, well, 93-94, 94-95 with Hakeem and Kenny the Jet Smith. Fourth wheel on that show. <laughs> yep. Yep. Ernie owns him. Back to uh, trade deadlines. What else? Who else is on moving block? Taylor Rozier. Yep. Bryson's favorite player, Terry Rozier. The Jazz want to move people because they made their untouchables, Laurie Morgan and Walker Kessler, so Jordan Clarkson's on the move. Like, I hate their new uniforms, too. Yeah, I mean, yeah, they're, they're kind of stupid. Yeah, they're kind of bad, but, but these uniforms behind this are great. Pistons. Those are the sexiest jerseys from the 90s. That or the Jazz. Yep. I like the Jazz. Yeah. I don't think anything tops the Jazz With the ones. mountains. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Got that, or the Milwaukee Bucks that had an actual buck. Yeah, anything that like anything that has like, so, like scenery or like an actual animal on it is like one of the like Vancouver Grizzlies has an actual grizzly on it. That was cool. I mean, we've had this discussion already. But yeah, and I mean, there's teams too that have never went with anything like that. I mean, the Lakers have never really had to go with something like that. The Celtics, the Bulls probably could have, but they never did yeah, anything. No. If we trade Terry Rozier for Westbrook, which is what people are saying, I'd be pissed. Michael Jordan loves Westbrook. I know. He I know. does. I don't know how that dynamic would work with Lamelo Ball. Lamelo <laughs> Ball and Westbrook. Yeah, you're, you're basically joining a team of. I don't see Lavar Ball and Westbrook seeing eye to eye exactly. <laughs> and you're joining a team with a bunch of people with Rico charges and criminal charges. So hey, man, Westbrook maybe. will go back to averaging a triple double, and yep. they'll be ninth in the ninth East. Yep. I'd be in a play-in game. Uh, maybe two. Too Andres. much in the hole. Montrez Harrell, James <laughs> Bucknight. Um, nothing will ever top Montrez Harrell. Nah. Going Bridges. up to Louisville yeah. in a Honda CRV and getting caught with all that weed. Yeah, hey, I forgot about I forgot about Miles Bridges, honestly. Miles Bridges, man, he really screwed himself. Like, he was set for a huge yeah, payday, was, too. It was like three days before he was about to get a max contract. Literally, he's walking off the court of the play and throws a mouthpiece, hits a girl in the face, like a 10-year-old girl. And then two weeks later, he assaults his uh, baby mama. Like, it's. Jeez. You just can't make it up. Guy's cooked. Huh. Just comes to show, man. Any, everything you do can be taken away in two seconds. I mean, and that's, that's the way it is with everything in life. Yep. You can spend years, months, weeks, days, hour long, you want to call it. I just went in reverse there for whatever reason. But it takes forever to build something up. It only takes two seconds to tear it all down. Especially in today's time. I mean, look at Tennessee football. It took forever to build that program up. And, and I watched the decline, and it went quick. Now the rebuild is happening a lot faster than I thought it would. Just like the question I, is, will we be able to continue this without Hooker? I sure hope so. That's like, are we getting a good home build, or are we doing a D.R. Horton house here? It goes up quick. <laughs> Next thing you know, you're complaining to the Better Business Bureau because your walls are caving in and some worker that works for D.R. Horton stole $2,700 out of your purse. Makes me nervous, man. I mean, we're literally, we still have battered vol syndrome. I mean, we're over here talking about first game on that new turf, what could go wrong, Virginia's first game back after all the murders. Like, Am I crazy for thinking that we're upgrading in every position but one next year? Wouldn't that be in quarterback? I don't, I don't know about receiver. What about receiver? I think we have up. I mean, uh, we're not falling off. I think. Yeah. I think that's safe to say. I that's, think you're a slight downgrade. Yeah, may, slight. Maybe. I mean, I mean, 
you can only I mean you say quarterback and then offensive tackle just because of how running back is literally the same, the yes. exact same. Yeah. Besides, everybody's there except Besides Justin Williams Thomas. Yeah. Who's, and I think we're getting more out of Samson this year. I think he's going to be awesome. I love Samson, man. I do, I do too. I would, I'd, I'd rather have him than Jabari Small. Hot and take. Oh, no, uh, sorry, uh, Jalen Wright. Well, and we also need um, Khalifa Keith to do well, because that way we can get Martin a Christmas present. Yeah, he, he, he <laughs> is. He's incoming this year, correct? Yes. Yeah. Okay, yeah. yeah. Um, I just hope he doesn't – yeah, because we're, we're pretty deep at running back, man. I hope he doesn't just decide to hit the bricks and transfer like yeah. Justin Williams, Thomas. Well, I think losing Fant hurts at tight end. Well, I mean, just because he was so versatile. Yeah. Call him McCastles. Uh, yeah, but you have but, you have McCastles and Ethan Davis coming in along with Jacob Warren, even though Jacob Warren's Warren like is, a, just a basically a, yeah, lo- a I feel like he's more of a locker room guy than an yeah. on field presence at this point. I feel yeah, like he's more you of need a, those guys. Yeah, you need yeah, you need them. I don't know. He's a real vet, as you would say. I mean I mean, we know how Rodney Garner is with the defensive line, so Defense, I, I got. I think defensive line might be our best yeah. position on the field next I, year. Well, I mean, it's going to be like this past year, and like I said before, our entire defense. It's like East Tennessee limestone. That outside, your secondary, it might crack a little bit. It might chip off, but that front seven, it's like a mature rock. I'm terrified of our secondary. Still am. <laughs> Still am. God, man, we really needed that Igbenosin kid. Yeah, get Warren Burrell back. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. Oh, He's getting slandered like every minute on the show. We get <laughs> it's only it just we just got to February. He's already catching strays. I don't care, man. Come on, Haddon. Come on. Uh, ah. Safety upgrade. Wesley Walker. Jalen McCullough was was returning. I would assume. Yeah, he is not leaving Tennessee without a degree. Hopefully, his hand will heal. Yep. At least you know what you're getting out of him. I mean, who? I mean, I mean Schmidt play. I mean, are you yeah. gonna have? Really you have Aaron Beasley as your starting middle linebacker. Oh yeah. Uh, he might be your defensive captain. And Peely, yeah. Peely dude, or next to him. Yeah, and then the the Jerry, Judy, Judy. Lally. Yeah. He'll be at one corner, and then you'll probably throw Warren Burrell because he's a vet <laughs> on the other side. Vet that gets cooked every game. I mean. <laughs> Jalen Jalen Tolbert last year. I granted I know he got drafted by the Cowboys, but he was absolutely roasting him all game in South Alabama last year. Goodness. Just picking on him. It is what it is. Stay with us. Final segment of the week coming up right here on Fan Run Radio. Final segment of the week. It's overtime. It's Fan Run Radio. It's Jake Miller. Alongside Davis Rangy, producer Matthew, intern Bryson, and you. Back to the Big Orange Phillies phone lines we go. Roger is next. What do you say, Roger? Oh, not not, not, not much. Like, not, I'm doing good. How, 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 y'all, how y'all doing tonight? Doing good, buddy. Well, good. Um. Matthew and uh, 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 Matthew and I. Are I've got I've got Davis and I've got Bryson. 
Okay. Bryson and Dave, how y'all doing tonight? tonight? Doing good. Doing good, Roger. Doing good. How about you, man? Uh, doing fine. Doing good. Thank you for asking. I get to talk to y'all. Uh, listen, listen to y'all talk uh, to y'all. Uh, oh, uh, um, the whole two hours offline. I just want to ask you um, about. Um, <coughs> um, want to ask you first is uh, uh, I got some stuff to ask you about tonight. About tonight. Um, okay. First, want to ask you about about um, the game tomorrow. First, but first, want to ask about the game tomorrow first, real quick. Um, so how you so how y'all think Tennessee gonna do? I don't know Tennessee lost Florida away, and um, I know they playing Auburn tomorrow. I just, want, I just want to ask you how you think how you think Tennessee doing uh, doing tomorrow tomorrow. Well, Rog, I think it boils down to how fast we start the game. If we get off to a slow start like we did against Florida, then it's not going to be a pretty day for us. But if we come out and we start hitting shots and we don't have those scoring droughts like we had against Florida, we got a really good shot. Of course, Tennessee, I think, is a nine-point favorite in this game, yep. which kind of surprised me. And the basketball yeah. power index is giving us a 89% chance to win. I mean, that's really, that's a really good yeah. percentage. But, you know, Roger, you yeah. know just as well as we do, you never know which team you're going to get. And I really hope that we can yeah. come out tomorrow uh, firing all, all cylinders, knocking down threes, making the good shots, taking good shots. And that's another key thing. You want to take good shots. You don't want to take – you know, a lot of bad shots either to open up the game because that can get you in trouble and get you in trouble really quick. And something that Davis mentioned earlier, you know, I expect yeah. Auburn, you know, we all do really to come out and press mm-hmm. because we didn't handle that very well against Florida. And like you said, Davis, who was Zakai, he's pretty much our yeah, only primary Charlie. dribbler. We don't really have anybody else. Yep, two keys tomorrow, Roger. Start fast and handle pressure. Right. That's it. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you're right. You're right. I'm with you with that one. You got that's important too. You got to handle the pressure, and it tends to do better at that too. Yeah, pressure because I didn't do a good job. At, uh, even uh, even other teams, I saw other teams not do good either. So uh, be right to Matthew about that. So um, yeah, uh, it's an important game. How it's important. Uh, it's important to win them all. You think Tennessee, Jackie? You think Tennessee? How important this game is? How important do you think this game is, is, is tomorrow, you think? Roger, I think it's a must-win game because right now we are right. two games back. We're second in the SEC. If you lose tomorrow, you then yeah. fall behind. You're not you're already behind Alabama. You're going to be behind Auburn, Texas A&M, Florida, and Kentucky is who you would be tied with. And they would have the advantage on you because you've lost them. So if we lose tomorrow, we're looking at sixth place in the SEC going into next week. And that is not a position that we want to be in. You know, I know we're the number two team in the country, but if you lose tomorrow, you go a week without winning a game, you drop two, it's not going to look pretty. It's not going to look pretty at all. And yeah, sure, yeah, sure. And yeah. you know, and you know, Roger, right. this is why I've had those concerns about this team. Is you know, there's not a lot of yeah. consistency there. They're not making good shots. You know, and when they are, it's against nobodies, and it's like, well, we expect you to do that. And then you beat Texas. It's like, okay, maybe this team has something in them. But then they go down to Gainesville, Roger, and I don't know what in the world I yeah. watched the other night, but that is not yeah. how the number two team in the country plays basketball. Yeah, I know you're right. So hopefully tomorrow, hopefully tomorrow, hope so. So, uh, if I, if I, I, I also want to ask you about about for a minute, uh, from Mr. Uh, Jake. I know I heard I heard the other uh, uh, like that caller, uh, um, Martin. Oh, um, yeah, Martin. I, I like Martin a lot, and I, he's about wrestling with y'all. And uh, was it Martin? Was it another guy? Was it Martin? Yeah, it was Martin. Was it about, Martin about loves some wrestling. Okay, yeah, I like wrestling too. I, I watch now. I used to watch it, uh, Jake, and that's why I asked you about about somebody, uh, a wrestler, um, 
Oh, I remember Hulk Hogan, Roger. Um, you know, I grew up watching the uh, the Attitude Era back in the late 90s up into the early 2000s and even through the Ruthless Aggression Era of the WWE. But yeah. you know, I also watched a little bit of WCW at the time, too, with Sting, yeah. Ric Flair. You know, you had the NWO going on. So yeah. that's what I grew up with. And I'm kind of glad I did because, you know, it's yeah. – and you can agree with me here. Wrestling is not as good as what it used to be. The product they're putting oh, yeah. out, it's still yeah. it's still okay, but it's not to that elite level like it was back in the 90s and early 2000s when you had Stone Cold Steve Austin, you had The Rock, yeah. you had all these other guys. And yeah. those guys, <laughs> yeah. I mean, they just – they had it. All their personalities yeah. fit. And the big thing with Stone Cold Steve Austin, Raj, and the, re- yeah. the reason his character did so well – is because he portrayed what everybody wanted to say and do to their boss. And he played that character so well. And yeah. Roger, I mean, he just, he was the common man. Uh, yeah, and Hulk Hogan, uh, and, 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 and Hulk Hogan was good. I love that song. He, he, uh, do, you remember, do you remember that song when he went off? Real when American. Had, yeah. I love I love that song a lot. Don't you like that song too? Song too? I do like that song. We might add that to the playlist, Matthew. Uh, yeah, that'd be good. That'd be good, uh, Matthew too. That song of our, uh But but yeah. But you remember Hulk Hogan? Hulk Hogan, Hulk Hogan with the he, he would he, he would wrestle for the belt, the belt, everything, and he he he, he won some of them. And he uh, it, it was one. There was one time. There was one pay per view. I think it was really good. It was, it was a good one too. And he he really. And man, a guy was with him. So, do you remember that? You remember that? Was that the Great American Bash? Uh, I'm not sure. I'm not sure. That was several. He, he played, he, he wrestled with him. So, not sure. But, uh, but, but you remember Hogan, though, when he, was, he played, he wrestled with Frodo? You remember that, though? That, that might have been a little bit before my time on that one. Okay. Yeah. I got you. All right. Uh, that, uh, I got you. So, 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 so
with The Undertaker, and he had a few good ones, of course. He had the original Dead yeah. Man entrance where he just did the slow walk with the fog and everything. But then, you know, he transitioned yeah. that persona when he rode the motorcycle out. That was a really cool one, which that was probably his best. I would that say. That was probably his best, but a lot of people regard it as like its worst because it went away so much from what the character actually was. I liked it more because he was yeah. able to talk. Oh, yeah, he actually talked yeah. when he was yeah. in that era. Uh, 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 yeah, yeah, he even, uh, Jake, he would, he would, he would, he would call Rick Fred, uh, it, it was kind of funny, he, but he would call him and uh, about that, he would he would call him one time on, on the uh, on the show, but he, I, remember, I remember watching the little video of him talking. He called Rick Fred and everyone talked to me, and he 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 first couldn't get to him, and he finally got to him. You know, if you remember, remember that one? That one we tried calling for Rick Fred. Oh yeah, oh yeah, that was um, that was a good one. Um, Roger, do you remember? Yeah. Um, I guess yeah. it would have been when Hulk Hogan came back. And he was a tag team partner of Shawn Michaels, and then they had their feud. That was a really good oh. storyline they had then, because Shawn Michaels and Hulk yeah. Hogan they were tag team partners that night. They were celebrating, and then Shawn Michaels hits Hulk Hogan with a sweet chin music, and they had this big long feud leading up to the pay per view. I think it was actually SummerSlam, wasn't it? Was, it not, it was SummerSlam. Yeah, they didn't oh. do they didn't do a WrestleMania match. It was only The Rock and Hogan who had the WrestleMania match, but Hogan didn't have one. Oh. Did he have a WrestleMania match after that? Uh, maybe, uh, possibly, yeah. Yeah, I got you. Mm-hmm. Well, I, 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 I have for ninety by time, so I, I, I get talk to you about wrestling, but uh, I, I, I get talk to y'all, uh, and uh, y'all have a good night. Hi, right? have a good night. You do the same, buddy. We'll talk to you Monday. Bye bye, bye bye. Raj, want to talk some wrestling? Love me some wrestling. Yeah. So, did you like the Dead Man or the American Badass that Undertaker was? The dead man when he came back in the bandana, and he tombstone, tombstoned uh, Paul Heyman. Yes. The what was that? No, that was when it was on Thursday nights. Yes. Before it moved to Friday, mm-hmm. and before it was live. Yes. Those were pre-recorded episodes that were done on Tuesday that aired on Thursday because they had to edit Friday. them and everything else. Yeah. And it was weird because, at one point, SmackDown was the better show. I mean, when they had. When you had, had The Undertaker, you had Brock Lesnar, you had John Cena, The Big Show. Um, Eddie Guerrero. Eddie Guerrero, Rey Mysterio. I mean, Smack, I mean, they had Batista back then, too. They did. Yeah, I mean, and then Raw was pretty much just Triple H's Playground, uh, reign, reign of terror, essentially, is what they call him back then. Yep. Do you want to break down or just talk about the South Carolina thing real quick? No, we're about to leave. Oh, yeah, hit us with it, Davis. South Carolina football suspended three freshman players indefinitely on Friday after one of them was arrested on weapons charges around midnight Friday night. Um, Per the state, Richland County Jail records show Rames, who moved on to campus last month, was arrested Thursday night on charges of carrying weapons on school property and obstruction of justice. Um, The records show Rames was booked at midnight. Per an incident report, campus police responded to a housing complaint at an on-campus dorm complex at 9.20 p.m. Thursday with references to weapon law charges concerning a rifle. Rames, Rose, and a juvenile are reportedly listed as suspects in the alleged incidents. Rames is reportedly still in jail as of Friday night with his first court appearance scheduled for March 31st and bond set at $10,000. Rames, a Sumner, South Carolina native, is rated by rivals as a four-star defensive end and is one of the Gamecocks' top signees in the class of 2023. He and Upshaw, three-star defensive back, were among the program's early enrollees. Rose, a former 
four-star safety, was a member of South Carolina's 2022 recruiting class. He redshirted last year for not appearing in a game. Hmm. So, so uh, all this little hype and buzz, you got a little culture problem. Yeah, Butch. That, that, that sounds uh, – so do those players that sign this year as early enrollees, or will they stay South Carolina? I can't wait to beat their ass. They got it coming, man. We are going to beat the hell out of them. That guy, what's what's the coach's name? Shane, Shane Beamer. Beamer. Yeah, I, I can't even think of his name because he's just so mid. Absolutely just mid. How can you not know his name? It's His face is plastered everywhere. I, I refuse to see him. I refuse to. No, he'll have to see us. Yep. Yeah, he'll see us, uh, what, fourth? September 20th, I think. Uh, fourth week of the season. I'm still mad at Campbell County High School for not hiring him. First of all, his career would have been over because Campbell County – was not a program that you wanted to take, but they would not hire him because he was too young. So blame my high school. It's my high school's fault that Tennessee lost to South Carolina this past fall. That's going to do it for us. We'll talk to you Monday. Thank you, Davis. Thank you. Thank you, Matthew. Thank you. Thank you, Bryson. Thank you. Something else coming up next on WKGN. Tune in on Monday for 3 and Out right here on Fan Run Radio.